Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 26th, 2022. We're in the midst of a countdown to a decision that will be made by the United States uh, in the next days where the U.S. is supposed to respond in writing to the proposals made by Russian President Putin for new treaties that would agree to uh, security guarantees for the Russian people, which include no expansion of NATO eastward, no inclusion of Ukraine and Georgia in NATO, and no deployment of offensive weapons to the Russian border in Ukraine. Now, this is an urgent situation. The question is, will the United States remain under the control of a doctrine of British imperial policy, which essentially views Russia as an enemy and is committed to the idea of breaking up any potential for an alliance of Eurasian countries that could link up with Europe and undermine the control of the world by the liberal financial order directed from the city of London and Washington. Now, British imperial interests, and by that I mean the interests of the city of London and Wall Street and Silicon Valley, and we can throw in the European Union into that mix, uh, it requires taking sovereign rights away from all nations, including Russia and China. And neither Russia nor China show any inclination to give up those sovereign rights. So how can that be done? Well, the U.S. and NATO at this point lack the military capability to defeat Russia and China in a war short of going to full-scale nuclear war. Russia and China are not going to adopt the rules of the game as defined by people like Blinken and the utopians behind the rules-based order, which is not a rules-based order, but which is an arbitrary set of policies that are determined by the financial needs of the bankrupt Western system. That's not going to function. There's growing recognition that the U.S. and NATO, uh, if they do provoke a war with Russia over Ukraine or China over Taiwan, could not win that war as a conventional war and would be forced to choose very quickly whether to escalate to the use of nuclear weapons. That's where things stand now. We're on the brink of a possible nuclear World War III. Now, the corrupt imbeciles in the U.S. Congress are debating expanding the endless sanction regime by issuing sanctions against Russia before there's an invasion. In other words, to try to preempt an invasion, they're saying that they'll go with, with harsh, punishing sanctions before anything is done by the Russians. Now, this is sort of the idea of pre preventive war, you know, a doctrine which essentially says that if you expect the, your enemy to act, act before they do. But the fact that there's a dialogue going on, that there's discussion, that there are proposals on the table, why is the Congress leaping to this? This has everything to do with the financial crisis in the United States. Now, let me just read to you a couple of statements from a very prominent economist from U Ukraine, Natalia Vitrenko, who is part of the uh, leader of the Progressive Socialist Party of Ukraine. She and her party served at, at uh, times in the Ukrainian parliament. 
Uh, she ran for president of Ukraine, and they issued a statement accusing NATO and the U.S. of, quote, inciting our country, unquote, to war against Russia. She said that peace for Ukraine requires fulfilling the implementation of the Minsk agreements, which means Ukraine must sit down with the uh, Normandy Four and reach an agreement, or actually commit themselves to follow through the agreement they already signed, that they will talk with the uh, Russian ethnic elements in the Donbas region, the so-called breakaway republics, that they'll engage in direct discussion to carry out peaceful uh, settlement of a federation system for Ukraine, as opposed to a policy of provoking a war with Russia. Now, what she said is that the Minsk agreement is the basis for that settlement. She added that there have already been two referenda passed by the Ukrainian population back in 1991 that affirmed the neutrality of uh, Ukraine as a sovereign state, that it would not join either the East or the West bloc. She said that instead what the West is doing now is, quote, dragging our country, unquote, toward joining the EU and NATO. Now, we're hearing other voices from Ukraine on this. I quoted yesterday from a former defense minister who mocked the United States for withdrawing family members of diplomatic personnel from the country, saying that they're safer in Kiev than in Los Angeles or any other collapsing American city. So the picture that you're getting in the United States from the media of a nation on the verge of war that Russia's on the, the brink of a, an invasion, that American lives are at stake. This is part of the wartime propaganda, which is typical of the British Empire in these situations. And, and just think back to the dossier which claimed, which came from MI6's Sir Richard Dearloff and delivered by Tony Blair to Colin Powell, that said that Iraq is about to, to unleash uh, weapons of mass destruction against the West, which led to the invasion of Iraq in 2003. So we've seen this game before. Now, as we've been pointing out, we're, the, the real driver for this is the resistance of Russia and China to the rules-based order, which includes the Great Reset, the insistence that every country must give up its sovereignty to a dictatorship of central banks. Now, the, the pre-crisis, uh, pre-crash, I should say, meltdown is continuing. In the period from January 18th to January 21st, it hit the stock market with significant losses. NASDAQ down 15%, uh, uh, S&P index down 8%. And British analyst Jeremy Grantholm uh, wrote, quote, We've reached the end of the Fed-U.S. bubble extravaganza housing, equities, bonds, and commodities. The super bubbles are collapsing. Now, you can't solve this problem by war or by bailouts, but you have to recognize that the system has run its course, that the bubble system, the speculative system that was initiated in September or in August 1971, which shut down physical economy as a, as a prime consideration and replaced it with so-called, uh, well, with, with speculative bubbles, uh, a floating exchange system with nothing 
backing the increasingly extravagant financial instruments that are being bought and sold by the banks, by the hedge funds, the equity funds, by your pension funds. Uh, this system is what's collapsing. Now, the, the solution to this is to replace the British imperial financial methods, such as radical free markets, such as liberal imperialism, typified by such things as the Great Reset and the Green New Deal, replace them with the American system. Now, the American system is the solution here. The American system is not about war, it's about physical economy, about having a credit system in each nation, a sovereign credit system, not dictated by the needs of speculators or the, the urgency of protecting bloated assets or debt bubbles, but by the importance of investing in science and technological development, which will then be brought into the production process to revive advanced manufacturing in the United States and Europe. Not going into Green New Deal, windmills and solar power, which cannot support the needs of, of these uh, industrial economies, but by the LaRouche agreements or the LaRouche proposals in the four laws. And what LaRouche proposed is that four countries alone have the power to together enforce a break from this liberal imperial system. And those are Russia, China, the United States, and India. And move instead to a new Bretton Woods where you have fixed exchange rates, which would possibly include, at least for the short term, a return to a gold reserve system, but would then be based on sovereign national banks, which generate credit for physical economy. And this would be under the governance of LaRouche's four laws, regulated banking, such as Glass-Steagall, which would have no bailouts, no bail-ins. Uh, if you, you separate investment banking from commercial banking, so you protect the banks as instruments of lending for physical economy, but you don't protect the investment banks, the speculators. If they want to speculate, let them speculate to their heart's content. But if they lose, there'll be no bailouts and no bail-ins. They eat the losses. Secondly, national credit institutions like a Hamiltonian bank, which generates credit that goes through the banking system, to investment in small and medium enterprises, uh, technology, progressive farming, and, and industry. And then a third point, new platforms of infrastructure. Why do we have airports that are, are so inefficient when compared to the modern airports in, in China? Why do we have bridges collapsing in the West? Why do we have potholes bigger than some of the trucks that drive over them? We, we need not build back better, which is a fraud, but real investment in modern infrastructure. And the fourth point, the fourth law of the LaRouche Four Laws is investment at the frontiers of science and technology, in particular nuclear fusion development and space exploration. All of these four laws would be compatible for virtually every country in the world, including Russia and China. But if you think that by threatening sanctions, you can force the Russians to give up their national sovereignty, then you have a hole in your head, which has been filled with British propaganda 
about the rules-based order and the superiority of the Anglo-American system. We've proven that this system is not only not superior, but it's on the verge of extinction. Will it make the human race extinct by the insistence that we stick with it? Well, we ought to be smarter than that. So go to our website, study these principles, and join with us. We need a mobilization to take power out of the hands of the central banks who actually exist as private entities controlled by the largest private banks, most of which are so out, um, so in debt that they can't survive without bailouts. They need to have the power taken away from them and put back in the hands of elected representatives who act in your interests. That's my update for today. I'll see you again tomorrow.